0: Pete Halloran ran from the alley and sprinted down the dimly lit street, searching for a working phone booth. Fearing the dark shadows behind him, he glanced over his shoulder several times. Finally, he saw the glass enclosure ahead and gulped a deep breath through his open mouth. A silent prayer crossed his lips. Oh God, I hope it's working! He jumped inside, closed the glass door, and lifted the receiver. When he heard the dial tone, he frantically began feeding change into the coin slots. He dialed a secret number. Jack Monroe. A sleepy voice answered on the fourth ring. And this had better be important. Jack, this is Halloran. Shiroito is in Laredo, Texas. The words rushed from Halloran's mouth. What? The fog of sleep vanished from his mind. Jack's military instincts kicked in. "'bringing him instantly alert. "'I thought he was dead. "'Are you sure it was Ito?' "'He raked his stubby fingers "'through his short iron-gray hair. "'I tailed him for an hour,' Halloran said. "'He'd had a big guy in a dive "'on the south side of town near the border. "'They were having drinks together. "'Any idea who the other guy was?' "'Jack patted the nightstand, "'searching for the stogie he'd left there earlier.' I didn't get a good look at him. He's a big fella. Scarred face. The phone died for a moment. And then Halloran screamed. Pete! Pete! Jack shouted into the phone. Pete, answer me! General Monroe, I'm afraid your agent is unable to answer at this time. A clipped voice came through the receiver. But you'll see him again soon. Major Ito. Jack mumbled. A cold weight settled in the pit of his stomach. He recognized the voice. Major Shiro Ito, a Japanese officer responsible for the mass murder of thousands of civilians and Allied prisoners. During World War II, sentenced to death at the war crimes trials, he escaped the gallows and continued to wage his own personal war against the United States. And, General Jack Monroe. Yes, Ito. A hint of laughter entered the Major's voice. I'm going to pay you and Ghost Boy a short visit soon. I have plans for you both. The line abruptly went dead. Alex Conroy ran his fingers through his short blond hair. He waited patiently behind an elderly woman at the First National Bank of Tucson, Arizona. Alex enjoyed his rare excursions from the lab, grateful for the opportunity to blend in with the crowd. To all appearances, he looked like nothing more than a young man, eager to deposit his paycheck and enjoy a night on the town. Gilda Jennings, David Paramore's personal secretary, flashed him a broad smile. She rose from her desk and swished toward him. "'Alex, it's good to see you. You need to come around more often. I don't see you as often as I'd like.' She curled a strand of her long red hair around her finger. "'I'm sure David, uh, Mr. Paramore, will be sorry that he missed you.' Alex nodded. "'These things happen. I need to cash my paycheck. Get a few bucks in my pocket. Thought I'd take in a movie or something.' The Great Escape and the Magnificent Seven are showing at the drive-in. I love Steve McQueen. I think he's a great actor. I've been a fan since he was on Wanted Dead or Alive. The smile vanished from Gilda's face, replaced by a look of dread. All right, nobody move! A loud, sinister voice echoed from the concrete walls. Nobody plays the hero, and nobody gets hurt! Alex gazed into Gilda's eyes, probing her mind. Then glanced around and saw three masked toughs. Two were armed with pistols. The third with a sawed-off pump shotgun. "'Holy smokes!' Alex mumbled. "'Everyone down on the floor!' the shotgun-packing thug shouted. He walked up to Gilda. "'You!' He pointed the weapon at her head. "'Gather up all the money and fill these bags. "'Don't try anything, or we'll start shooting. "'And Grandma there will be the first one we pop.' He nodded toward the old woman leaning against a support pillar.